Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Augie, Augie, Augie! Oi, oi, oi! You're listening to Bandwagons! And they probably turned off now. <laughs> They're gone. I would. They're gone. Welcome back to Bandwagons. You are joined by myself, Fanula. Me, Breed. And our very special guest, our first straight male guest, <laughs> Marty Gilfoyle, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What an time, intro. Not the first time I've heard that randomly in a theatre. Yeah, it's mad. Marty, we're so glad to have you here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank HQ. you so much. It just took me a while to get here. Uh, I was telling Fanula Breed on the way up that I was so lost that... Uh, a local from outside um, the other place I was. We're not going to mention their name. Um, saw <laughs> Redacted. Me, saw me kind of do like a bit of a 360 walk and was kind of like, where are you going? And I was like, <laughs> I know I'm fine. I have it up here on Google. Don't worry about it. And that was grand. He went off. He was saying hello to everybody as he walked past. And then he could, it's like he looked back and he saw me walking the opposite way when I realized that I was in the wrong place. And he was like, do you need a hand, dear? <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I actually have it this time, yeah. I just saw some lad in a black flurry shirt. He wanted shirt. your phone. He wanted, yeah. Yeah, he was sizing up. But Marcy's like frantically messaging us both on Instagram being like, yeah. hey, I think I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> oh, anyway, Marcy's got his steps up and he's here to talk about our bandwagon this week, which is... DJ in Wicka Wicka. Wicka Wicka. Unce, all saying goals, yeah. Mm. Who who is better versed than one of Ireland's leading DJs and producers? Uh, thank you. Is he on his way? <laughs> he's actually twenty minutes away. <laughs> he's at the he's, he's at the, the studio. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Marty. We're giving you an awful hard time for goals. No, like. dude. You please do. Like, yeah. Um, right. Let's get started. Okay. Where? How did you get started with DJing? With DJing, clubs? yeah. For uh, anyone who's unfamiliar with you, in any form the man, the myth, the legend. I. Uh, 
I was I was a ballsy teenager. I really was. Uh, looking back, a little bit too ballsy with certain situations. But this is the one situation that I was glad that I'm glad that I was ballsy. And then I went to not even sort of holiday to Lanzarote. Every else was going to like cool places but like our parents <laughs> were like right we'll try persuading to go somewhere that's family friendly and family fun but they can still go out if they want so we ended up going to Lanzarote like uh, and one of the nights that I was there I looked up to the DJ and his name was DJ Coco Loco that's a real cliche well, DJ, DJ name. Coco Loco DJ Coco Loco he was like the local Lanzarote DJ he must have been about 50 at the time but didn't look it to be fair to him I only found that out later and uh, I kind of looked up and it was like half four in the morning and I had this mad vision of me doing what he was doing and I was like, that looks really fun. <laughs> and I was like, I'll go up and I'll go talk to this Coco Loco man. And I went up to him and I was like, I want to do that. And he was just like, who are, who security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man invading the stage. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, you, you give me the intro about the first straight male. It turns out later on that he actually was gay, but we're not going to get With into it. a name like Coco Loco. No, no, no. <laughs> he was Here probably you, a drag the queen. The joke with everyone who I know from Lanzarote now since then was that he he took me on because he fancied me, which is really weird, but we're not going to get Here, into it. Here, you that. do what you have to do in this industry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. But like, I only found out he was like, he wasn't straight years later. Like, <laughs> it's not like he ever like tried anything. So to me, to me, he either failed or people are just making it up. I don't know. So I went up to him and he was like, oh, we could really do with an Irish barman here. And I was like, oh, that's not really what I asked you. <laughs> but uh, I actually ended up not coming home from my leaving for holiday. Uh, my friends, I went. Yeah, I stayed. I didn't start college till October, uh, and we went on our straight after the leaving cert. So I was like, right, I'm going to spend a couple of months here being their Irish barman, their token Irish barman. And then when the club isn't open, I'm just going to play in the decks beforehand. So he let me do that, like most oh, nights. Fast. Yeah, there was a guy who owned the place called Danny, a really sound guy. He gave me a hard time for being Irish and stuff, but like, like <laughs> that's all part of it, like you know, anyway. So yeah, I learned. I learned over Lanzarote. Kind of took a home. When I started working in radio, it was kind of easy to kind of progress because they're kind of interlinked in a way, you know. Um, working for Spin, back in the old Spin studio, we had like a dance booth, which was really cool. I had like two CDJs and a mixer. And I used to go in there at night uh, and just lock myself in there for hours. <laughs> like the last presenter on in Spin would be like sticking her head in to make sure. Like, are you OK in here? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Like, I'm just practicing away here. Um, and then I just finally bought my own equipment and yeah, kind of started from there. So there you go. That is not the story I expected you to come out with. I'm, I'm you, can imagine, you can imagine my mum though when she was like, uh, was like it's you're not coming home. But the f- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's what I was just about to say. Imagine turning around to your mum and dad and being like, no, no, it's fine. This 50 year old gay man called Coco. He's, He's looking after me. He's sleep on his couch. It's, it's fine. She's not coming home. Like. It's funny though because at the time that I did this, I was delivering Chinese and I was working in a cafe. And so I rang up the cafe to make sure I could still have my job when I got home. My auntie was a manager, like, again, so you know, not what you know at the end of the day. <laughs> she was like, no problem, do what you got to do. And I was like, you're the coolest auntie ever. And then I rang up the Chinese. Uh, and it was funny with the Chinese, you got paid by the delivery. So it's not like they were paying us a wage. So I was right. like, oh, they could probably just get somebody in for a few months. But I had a girlfriend at the time, all right? And this is no joke how this conversation went down. So I actually chose to ring my place of employment before my girlfriend. Because in my head, if I didn't have my jobs at home, I wasn't going to stay. Yeah. So I yeah. rang up the Chinese and I was like, uh, hey, Sam, what's happening? And he was like, ah, oh, Martin, can't wait to have you back this weekend. I was like, ha, about that. Uh, I kind of want to stay here. I got a job as a barman. I want to learn how to DJ. Would I still have my job when I come home? And he was like, yeah, no problem. Whenever you're home, come into me. You can have your job. And I was like, great. So I was like, right, now I've got to call a girlfriend. My phone rings. It's my girlfriend. I was like, this is, this She's is like, great. She's like, into the Chinese. This is an international... <laughs> no, in my head, I was like, when you're over there and you're 18, it's kind of like, well, this is an international call. She's paying for it now. This is grand. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. I was like, I was like, hey, how are you, babe? What's happening? Just about to ring you, gas. And she was like, oh yeah, about to ring me, were you? And I was like, 
what's wrong? Everything okay? And she was like, as I literally hung up the phone to my manager of the Chinese, she went in and ordered a three-in-one. So she went in in that five-minute window and was like, oh, I'll get a three-in-one. And because, you know, if you ever order Chinese, like you'll see the delivery driver bringing his friends around. Maybe he's sort of have to sit in the front. They're really like upset with life because they're keeping the driver company. They're just sitting there like a like a proper like, you know, whatever on their face. And she went in because like, he had met her because she was coming around doing deliveries with me. And he was like, okay, three and one for you, no problem. What are you going to do without Martin? <laughs> she was like, what? Oh, Excuse my me? And he God. was like, Martin, he just called me. He said he's not coming home. <laughs> she was like, he what did. What a way to find he, out. He did what? But like, what are the chances that she went yeah. in? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I like, don't really blame you, though, for prioritizing prawn crackers over <laughs> women love, to be honest. Because <laughs> I think I've everyone's been there. been there, like. Prioritizing prawn crackers. <laughs> Come here though, was it, had you started in radio first or was the DJing led you to the radio and how interlinked do you think they are now in terms of what you're doing professionally? The radio uh, would have been just beforehand. Uh, it was a station called Liffey Sound in Lucan. Um, I owe them everything. I really, really do. I, I pick up the phone uh, one night and again, being stupidly ballsy as a teenager, uh, this guy called Fran answered the phone. And he was like, hey, Liffy Sound, how can I help you? And I was like, hey, my name is Martin and I would like to be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay. Fran, sure, Martin. Fran, Fran was like, oh, well, you can't just be on the radio. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, well, where, are you, where do you live? Like, and I was like, knock line. And he was like, well, do you drive? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a 97 Fiat Chicacento. Do you know the cars? Chicacento? That's not a real Chica car. Chicacento? Yes, <laughs> I know that's where both of our brains went. Have you never heard of a Chicacento? No. Oh my no. God, you need to Google it afterwards. It's literally a washing machine on wheels. Bless Note them. that for the Insta. Write that down. Like, yeah. Chicacento. <laughs> yeah, I want to see how you spell it afterwards, actually. Yeah, I think it's Italian for 50 or something. I don't know. Uh, I could be completely wrong on that. And uh, he invited me down. He was like, yeah, sure, pop on down. And he put me on air 10 minutes later. Uh broadcasting to the entire community of Lucan uh, <laughs> and uh, we then had a show on a Monday night together called uh, he, his nickname in Lucan apparently was the Roadrunner uh, and I was like oh, I wonder why he has that I don't know I didn't question it but he was the Roadrunner in Lucan he was really well known in Lucan as the Roadrunner and then he gave me the name Marty G so we did the Roadrunner and Marty G and that was every Monday night on Liffey Sounds uh, and I soon discovered that our listenership peaked at 20 because uh, because the online, the listen online live thing, I got all my friends from college listening one night and like we had the WhatsApp group and all that going and I was getting messaging people, we can't tune in, we can't tune in. And I was like, what, why not? Like, and we found out that, well, 20 people had tuned in and that was the peak. The <laughs> they just couldn't <laughs> make any more It was weird. I don't know why it was that. Like, I don't know. I had never even asked or questioned it, but it seemed like only 20 people could listen online back then to Liffy Sound FM. I don't know if it's changed and you could only listen to Liffy to, to <laughs> sure Liffy. it's changed I hope to God it has like but you can only listen to Liffy Sound as well if you were within the Lucan community so within I don't know how frequency many frequency or whatever yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people were listening at the time but yeah he was so nice he brought me down gave me my own show on a Thursday night called Fun Radio at Marty G and then I ended up sending a demo into Spin 1038 and a guy called James Davids gets back to me and he was like we get thousands of demos every day I'm going to be completely honest with you yours is shite <laughs> <laughs> but I hear potential I'd love you to come in uh, to do like a week of like you know just kind of the bits that nobody wants to do then he ended up getting a job as a spinny and then sure look at I just kind of stayed there <laughs> I haven't left nine years around. later nearly yeah things so just mad. seem to fall into your lap 
They did and they didn't. I mean, well, like, obviously you're very people... talented as well. <laughs> but it's a lot of like just cold call. It, people it's like, saying yes. As like, say, just ask. And yeah, we've talked it's... about this in terms of what we want to do with the podcast and getting people on even just recently. And yeah, Breed's like, Breed's like, when do we get X on? And I'm like, well, sure. Yeah, just ask because what's the worst thing to say is no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It it's is a great a attitude to have. It is and it isn't. Like it can get you in trouble sometimes because you can come across as being rude. Like I wasn't rude about it at all. I was just really wanted to do it. Like I was studying for my leaving cert and I was listening to 98FM at the time and I can't remember who was on that, that night when I was listening but I was like he's having a really good time like I want to do that it's like he's getting me through my study he's playing music that I like back then I think he was playing Backstreet Boys and stuff still loved them oh my yeah. god did you see them in Dublin no I didn't oh my god I, uh, when, they, when they did Larger Than Life it was oh my god, what I imagine to feel like coming up on heroin feels like it was <laughs> incredible it's, no it's the highlight of my entire year so far like oh my god I could talk about it all night I that's a different I, podcast I would be with you on that I reckon for sure Larger oh, Than Life was a jam yeah. just, but the whole live show incredible cannot recommend enough to anyone it's they, the guitar isn't it oh it's yeah. just so good they do a cruise as well if anyone wants to maybe look into that and what? treat themselves a Backstreet Boys cruise yeah stop as in you you go on a cruise and Backstreet Boys are there <laughs> like are they performing or yeah. you're hanging out with them yeah. are you paying to hang I out th- with them? I think you can pay more to like be around them <laughs> but you can pay less to just observe oh my god that's a dream both enjoyable experiences wow that's so cool but for you it was always the fun of it it wasn't necessarily like I can make a few bob from this because I know just from a recent bandwagon for people and probably for myself as someone who wants to get into DJing I think some people look at it as like a good little nixer or like a little side hustle yeah, um, for you it was like the crack well Liffy Sound FM is a community radio station so they weren't exactly paying their presenters like you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they weren't paying me <laughs> imagine, <laughs> well, it's all coming out now yeah imagine scandal in the news tomorrow um, yeah no it definitely wasn't about the money god no because like, like I said I was delivering my Chinese's and and I was hoping that people gave me the standard two euro tip uh, to get through with life. And I was getting free chicken balls off them and stuff. So like Yum. that was getting me through. Like Plus. I don't eat meat anymore, but I remember those chicken balls really well. Uh. Now we, we're, all, we're all about vegetable balls now. <laughs> yeah. What's the vegetarian equivalent? <laughs> Veggie balls. balls. Veggie balls. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> sake. Oh God. So it wasn't about the money at all. No, it really wasn't. Um, and it still isn't, to be honest. Like, like I just love it so much. Like, you know, I, my radio show full time, and that's like the guaranteed income every month and I'm lucky now that the other stuff is still coming in and I'm just kind of going to keep my foot in radio and keep doing my show and keep DJing and when DJing dries out like which I hope it doesn't but <laughs> at least I can say at least I can say well I can somewhat talk to people on the radio so I can kind of have the two so I think that's how they kind of work hand in hand especially if you're on a commercial station where people would listen to you I'm not saying people don't listen to Liffy Sound but <laughs> there is a nightclub in Liffey Sound, so I suppose if they wanted to ever team up with community Luke, Luke and Liffey Sound, they can be like, oh, Liffey Sound, such and such is here in Mint Nightclub and Luke and tonight. Whereas when you're kind of like online and stuff and you're working for, say, Spin, you can be like associated with that. It does help with the clubs. They look at it as this mad, cool advertising thing to be like, Spin! Spin, spin, spin! And I'm like, hey, hey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. Here I am, yeah, so... Yeah, that was it really. What does a typical week look like for you in terms of work between doing the radio and doing your live bits? Because you're you've started a new night for is it Eden? Is that the new? Oh Eden? yeah, and Thursdays an opium. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Thursdays are an opium at the moment for the college term. So far, we've had a great start, which is really cool. Um, last Wednesday, I was in Carmen Light Club in Athlone. That was on Wednesday night. Our set was late enough, so I didn't have to like you know do any pre-records or anything. 
Am I allowed to mention that word? Or... Yeah. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> because... Because oh, uh, I didn't realise this as well, that that's what a load, a load of people do. Okay. When I know what a, a load is a bit much now. Come on. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going by what someone else told me, but they, I didn't realise it was as common what in the industry. Yeah. Just to play. No, we'll so, let Marty explain. So I'm I'm so open with my pre-records, and some it's really weird. Some radio presenters would not be open about it. Whereas, so I pre-record my my dance mix every Saturday night in Spain. It's called House Party. I actually make that in my bedroom of like a little mix, a little setup in my room, and uh, like I will talk on that as if I'm not live. I'm like it's House Party, and I go by episode numbers. So it's like this week's episode, and I'm like tonight I'm here, but like that's going out at like ten o'clock on Spain, and I could be saying like I'm playing in Clarny tonight, and. If you're listening to it, you're blatantly not going to make it to Clarny like, at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And then not I was, quick. I'm here then or I'm there Sunday. So I make it so obvious that I'm clearly not live and I wouldn't ask people to text in or anything like that. But that show is recorded usually on a Thursday and then it's uploaded to play on spin on the Saturday and then it's podcasted on a Sunday. So that's what a pre-record is when you do the show before it's meant to go out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> Which is actually pretty much what In you guys industry. are doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a podcast. I just don't know DJ things. Like I'm excited to learn. Yeah. You will. <laughs> You're a little DJ apprentice. No. Cause that's even, you. That's me. Even on Saturday, uh, from I was finished at nine, but I was in Clare for eleven, and uh, I got a message from someone on Instagram, and it was like, "Jesus, you're doing well to get to Edison two hours." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm out of that studio an hour, pal." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, like it's not as common as like you <laughs> you make it out as like, "What do you mean they don't actually do their shows?" Like we still do them, like you know. But I wouldn't pre-record a lot because I love live radio much more than pre-recorded radio. While pre-recorded radio can be handy sometimes, like you just can't beat doing it live like I love it so much like so the likes of Eden and stuff on a Thursday like I'm lucky that the club is literally five minutes around the corner from Spain so we can go straight to it uh, Carmen Athlone like Athlone's only an hour and a half away so I finished my show at 12 and we were on at half one so that was handy too and then Sir Saturdays is 100% pre-recorded all the time so yeah Do you find it weird just being by yourself in the studio compared to like when you had the show with Darren you could just bounce off her Yeah it's weird Darren funny enough was actually my I think my fourth co-host during my radio career to date. But obviously Darren's like a like a, an Irish sensation at the moment because she went viral with her like impressions and stuff and everyone loves her like so. But I went from being by myself to having a co-host for so long. So I had like a girl called Megan Scully beforehand. Um, I had a girl called Denise Curtin. Like I had a couple of people and then Darren would have been like the fourth. And now it feels weird because yeah. I'm so used to having not just Darren but someone. This is no disrespect to Darren, by the way. She was great cracking all. But like, as in, yeah. it's just been so many years of having a co-host and now I don't have one. And like, it's kind of nice though as well. It's kind of like, you kind of do what you want as well. You know, that kind of way. Do you guys ever have like arguments over what to do? Oh, I mean. Debate. <laughs> De- debate. <laughs> arguments. As in, I'm not, I'm not talking about like the show. Just like, if we're hungry and we're going to take away, like that was like, oh, what are we getting? Like, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> We would not know. We fight made... like three times a day, but oh, really? we <laughs> you're like arguments. No, we fight three times a day. We do, but like I love how this is never... turned into couple therapy. Yeah, like, yeah. They're never long term. Like they're never. No, we would we would bicker about show things. We don't fight about real life stuff. No, not really. No, oh, our show things. We just kind fight, of like, fight is a very extreme word. I don't think I meant like fight. fight. I don't think we've ever had a proper final fight. round. No, we haven't really. I don't think. Not that I can remember. <laughs> Someone will remember now, and we'll just be like, oh no, I like human get... for the rest yeah, of the yeah. show. Any. <laughs> of our college friends are like hey. <laughs> what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about your job that I'm on cocaine oh, oh. my god I'm sick of this I... you're not <laughs> <laughs> you're not right now <laughs> I honestly hand on heart like and I really mean this I have never touched a drug in my life 
I will admit that I had a brownie in Amsterdam once. <laughs> Hardcore. I've never in my life touched one. And the amount of people that, like, recently enough, like, I was accused of, like, selling it and everything. Like, it's mental. Stop. Yeah. Like, it's, it, people come up to me, they assume that, especially when I'm playing at festivals, uh, they assume that because you're playing at a festival that you definitely have it because it's a festival, it's not a mm, club. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the amount of people that, like, want to buy it off me, which is bizarre. I'm like, I'm not on it. And then they look at me as if, like, I'm the bad guy. What do you mean you're not on it? And I'm like, well, but, but you're the one who's asking me for it. You're the one who's in the wrong here, not me. Yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. you dare turn this around on me. Yeah. Uh, but hand on heart, I really mean this. Like, I've never touched anything. Like, I haven't. Like, you know, uh, it's like operation, get through my 20s clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's... Is it tough, though? Like, you must be, all, like, around it, like, especially abroad and stuff all the time. It must be, like, offered and... Yeah, no, it's there. Oh, all. don't get me wrong. It's totally there. But, like, I've just never really... I've just... I don't know what it is. Like, I've never looked at it and gone, I want that in my body. Because, like, I am, like, I am a bit of a health freak as well. Like, I'm not going to lie not obsessively but like i just want to look after myself because i do want to be doing this for as long as i can and if i'm going out and i'm doing stuff like that and getting drunk at my gigs and stuff like that's gonna like it's gonna shorten my career because not because of like that stuff which shortens your like your your i don't know your your age like it's more so you just be knacked like you yeah. know i want to get up the next morning and one thing that i've done in the last two years is really explore ireland because like i was going through three or four years of constantly touring ireland and i was just going to the hotel staying doing the gig and going and then i was like i haven't seen any of these places i've been to like every county in ireland but i haven't seen anywhere and the only way to go see them then without with actually having time before doing my radio show the next day is to get up early and if you're doing all that stuff the night before like everyone knows like sunday mornings like after a night out like the last thing you want to do is get up and climb Crow patrick like you know that kind of way yeah yeah so yeah that is a big one a really really big one yeah do so. you think drug culture is an issue within that area in general i between, hate the like, way it's associated with yeah. it yeah it's funny it's associated with dance music which i hate so much because it happens at all gigs you know but it's like people just automatically associate because it's a dance gig that it's it's readily available like who's to say you can't go to like a live music show and it's there too like you know that kind of way why why well, is, I mean like it is everywhere like it is like and like it's you could put me beside like a live musician like you know and you could literally ask a hundred people that's a DJ that's a live musician which one is on cocaine right now and they're all going to point at me like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> genuinely like yeah. so uh, it's it's a huge one like the amount of people that say to me uh, and then the amount of people which is even worse are shocked when I said that I ha- when I say I haven't done it it's yeah. like they're shocked they're like what go away yeah, but you're it's a kind DJ. Of like, yeah, it's <laughs> so, kind yeah. of like a sad indictment of just what we view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that it is like the norm to have done it when it's when it shouldn't really be. You know it what I mean? Really it's, shouldn't. No, uh, I'm not against people who do it. Like if, if you're doing it safe and you're happy out, if whatever you're doing makes you happy, you do you. But like, don't associate me with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So yeah, you were just saying there as well that you trying to balance those like long nights and trying to make up for it during the day and whatever you seem to have a very busy schedule at the same time it's a lot of uh-huh. work you're travelling somewhere every weekend like some <laughs> far flung nightclub in the corner of wherever in the west of Ireland and then you're back at it again and like I don't know if anyone follows Marty on Insta like he's mad into the fitness like you do not skip leg day from what I can see <laughs> how, how do you balance it all like you just have you just seem to be able to keep spinning the plates like pretty well see the funny thing is this is the this is like i say this to everybody like this is the instagram culture at the moment where like everything seems like online like not bigger than it is or like completely faker than it is but people forget that like when they're getting up and they're going to you know work at eight nine in the morning or go to school or whatever like i am in bed asleep like you know like i do get my sleep so like i'd finish in the studio uh, like midnight one maybe two in the morning depending on what other personal bits I have to do 
And then I go to bed. Well, sometimes I might go to the gym because I could be wired. And people think that I'm obsessed because I go to the gym at like two in the morning. But like most people, like my body clock has shifted that way. And not, most people go to the gym after work. So that's all I'm doing. And then I just go to bed straight after. And the best thing about what I've been doing lately is like I don't have to set an alarm. Like I really don't. So I get my sleep and then I'm ready to go again the next day. So like it seems like he doesn't sleep. He's always at it. But like the people who are saying that you guys are also working nine hours a day. Like you guys are at it too. Like, you know, that yeah. kind of way. It just seems like... You know, I am more so because I post it all online, you yeah. know? I reckon if everybody posts their entire work schedule online, everybody would be looking at them going, geez, they work a lot. Like, because everyone works a lot these days. Everyone's very busy these yeah. days, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a thing amongst our generation, I think, where it's Isn't almost it? kind of, it almost seems like attainable or people want to attain that, like, busy status. You've at, absolutely nailed it. Like, do you know what I mean? At the, while compromising themselves. I find it a lot as well where I'm just like, yeah, it's class and I'm busy. And then I'm like, and then I'm, actively trying to get downtime and I can't switch off and I'm yeah. like this isn't productive I need to be productive and it's so unhealthy I'm like. the exact same like, I am not able to watch anything that's fiction like a, like a drama like a series or a movie I can't watch one by myself because really? it's, it's not productive to me it's yeah. so and you've nailed it on the head I have to have somebody with me because if they get invested in it then I will too and I feel like we're kind of doing something together if I want to watch something by myself it has, has to be like a documentary or something because at least I've learned something you know what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. which is really weird like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I know the problem is there but like I'm like well fix that sit down and watch an episode of The Simpsons or something man like and I'm like no, 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 no. We'll get on David Attenborough again. Yeah, we'll, watch, we'll see what the bird is up to today. I need like, to learn. Yeah. I feel like a, such a slot. Because <laughs> everything you don't do is exactly what I do all the time. <laughs> but like, I want that like, though. I'm like, by yeah. myself. Watching. Just two ends of the scale. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're both happy. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. all that matters. That's all that matters. It really is like at the end of the day. Talk to us then about producing because I think there's a lot of, I would have had a lot of misconceptions that it, I think people assume that if you can DJ and when I say DJ I mean like mix and stuff and yeah. play songs that you automatically, that producing kind of comes hand in hand but I have a kind lot of, of friends who are teaching themselves now yeah. and they said it's extremely fucking hard. It does and it doesn't like so it's funny you get a lot of producers turn DJs like to DJ you really know how, you need to know how a song works you can't and when you when you learn how to DJ and like I say this with DJing you can go the extra mile with DJing and you can like really become a good DJ but to get the basics down like it's not a talent like it's like riding a bike you learn how a song is made and you learn when to introduce the next song and then you can then learn your own style and you can like I don't know play four songs at a go or bring in different samples and stuff you can do all that yourself that's when you can kind of like create your own persona as a DJ but the actual basics of DJing is like it's like riding a bike like I said you can learn how to do that we're producing I've been very lucky to be working with a guy called Connor for the last must be five years now uh, and he's so talented like when I sit down with him and we're in the studio like and I'm looking at like what he, he I could sit down in front of the software and it would take me like a million hours to do what he can do in like a couple of hours because he knows all the shortcuts and stuff and he's so so good like we first started out as like a trio called KBM we're not going to mention the B <laughs> drama <laughs> anyway Connor sent me on this song that they made it was called Minutes um, because they made it in less than an hour it was like made in 59 minutes or something like that and I listened to it and this is years ago and I was like this is really well produced but like as a radio presenter I was like I don't see myself playing on the radio and I was like I'd love to sit down with him and like be like this is what works in radio so we did that and we just created this bond from there. Like the poor guy is like, you know, we, we, some of the tracks that we made, like he, he laughs at me because like, I'm, I'm such a cheese ball at heart. Like I really am. And when we signed our first deal with Sony, we signed three tracks over to him. The first one was Stand By Me, uh, a cover of Benny King, Stand By Me. 
And of course that was my idea. And I remember when I said it to him, I was like, Connor, we stand by me. Like, think about it. Like the, the crowd, like, and he's like, what about the crowd? And I'm like, they're like, and darling, darling. And they, they love that. And he's like, but we're meant to be these two really cool DJs. And I'm like, so what? Like, yeah. So he eventually came around to the idea. We made it, record a couple of vocalists with it. And we eventually found one girl who really fit it. And that got picked up by Sony in the end. So like, it's funny having the two of us together is great because it just kind of like it's probably like you guys you know it like it just gets it gets you the best output possible because someone sees something that the other might yeah. not and the other person sees something that the other might not and then sometimes you have this like joint moment like when we made another night we were both in a garage after uh, a gig in dingle and the real mccoy and like came on the radio and we both just looked up the radio and looked at each other <laughs> and it was a really cool moment that was one of the other tracks that got picked up as well um but yeah sorry i'm after completely going off the question <laughs> What was it? Sorry. Oh, pr- it's producing and DJing different. Oh, it is, and it, yeah, completely. It's like, yeah. I, I actually think, like you know, you get a lot of really good producers uh, who are then turned DJs, and they're not the best DJ. And it's not because they don't know how to DJ. It's like I think it's tough to be like a performer. You know, I yeah. Think this day and age, like people go, "Oh, DJs just press play and put their hands up," and I'm like, well, yeah, they do, but like they <laughs> they do other things as yeah. well. Like you know, they say "oggy oggy." <laughs> they say "oggy oggy oggy." Yeah, uh, you find the DJs turn producers. They're the ones who tend to be able to do really well because they're kind of used to the clubs and kind of used to performing in front of a crowd of people, and then. Yeah, then they can sit down and learn. Like, you know, YouTube was is, is your best friend at the end yeah. of the day. People love uploading tutorials. And especially the producers who didn't really make it as a DJ, they can upload these tutorials because they're such good producers and they can make money off the ads and stuff. Like, you know, and like everything is online at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I even think there was that rumor going around about Avicii before, wasn't there? I don't know how true it is. He he was actually, he actually made levels. You know his track levels? Yeah. On oh a crack, God, he doesn't know levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, a, on a crack download version, a, a, a cracked version of Fruity Loops, which is the audio software. I vaguely heard that as well but yeah. I also don't know if it's true and he got stung for it because he didn't have his own unique ID code I think in the top left corner or something where it, and basically he just was like I'm not going to court I can just pay it off because like Levels is like what the biggest dance song ever like yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's funny you can get everything online yeah and, yeah just as you were saying about like uh, producers turned DJs do you know who I found wasn't great live as a DJ oh, Martin Salveig yes. I saw him in Ibiza last month and I was just a bit like he was just like hello and then it'd be like press play and he'd be like all day and night and like I loved it but then I was, yeah. it was, there wasn't any like I don't know like kind of personality in it just didn't feel I've seen better DJs let's put it like that for it's, someone as big as Martin Salveig do you know what I mean who's a household name yeah, yeah no it's so true it really really is um, I'm trying to think of other people like my favourite producer of all time is a guy called Don Diablo and I've been to see him live a couple of times and he just has so much energy he's like the perfect balance between the two and I look at him and he's like 40 and he doesn't look 40 at all and I'm like okay that's what I'm looking at doing <laughs> like, and I know for drop f- the skincare routine sis <laughs> he uh, and I know he's not into the other stuff that we were talking about earlier on as well and I think that's what's keeping them going you know that kind of way mm. someone as well like like I produce a train DJ like the Tiesto to me like he's great like there's just something about him like it could be the fact that he's been at it for so long now as well um, but yeah I totally get what you mean by like say like some Martin Solving and stuff it could be a case as well that you keep you forget sometimes as well that, like these guys have so many shows in the trot that like you could have just got a bad one I was just about to say yeah. I'd say it was just knackered so, I feel bad now it's sorry so Martin possible. No. <laughs> you're like Solving not guilty <laughs> um, so yeah like um, I can't remember where I was going off with that one again oh producers turn DJs yeah 
you, you do see it like you know and like especially when you see labels and they see like a lot in a producer and they try to take them out and turn them into an artist and like sometimes it can be difficult because I think a lot of introverts like are so talented and so good on, on the production end and they're sitting in their room and they're making the beats and stuff and then all of a sudden you put them in a crowd of people and like that's daunting to anybody you know in a kind of way if your work you're so used to your work being kind of by yourself like and then all of a sudden you're like geez man you're after getting 50 million streams we're gonna put you in front of 10,000 people yeah. <laughs> and you're like what excuse me <laughs> pardon yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, i think the radio would have kind of came in handy when it came to the kind of dj kind of performing yeah. it you know because if you're willing to talk on a microphone thousands of people you're willing to pretty much do anything at the stage like yeah, yeah. So. in terms of your solo bits now it's so like me and you and that are uh -huh. you releasing them independently or are you still working with no, Sony so or? so uh i can actually talk with this now finally so Ooh, basically is this an exclusive Bandwagon's it, kinda, exclusive. it actually kind of is because yeah. i haven't i haven't spoken about it so um, I have two solo tracks out of the moment. One's a remix, one's an original. Um, and basically, under after doing KBM and doing Comac and Marty and stuff, I was kind of like, look, this day and age of social media, like it's so we were finding it so hard to kind of grow Comac and Marty as like a brand. We still keep it going, like, but we're like, let's just do individual bits as well. And a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, there's no law saying we can't do it. Like, Diplo does it under, like, five different names. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Like, Diplo gets away with murders. Like, Diplo, Major Lazer. Silk City. Silk City, yeah. And, like, he does He's all these mad boy. production videos. <laughs> <laughs> he is commitment issues <laughs> um so i was like right let's go solo and we had i've got a couple of demos just lying there at the moment one of the the songs we made a remix of for our sets was using the original cassie vocal of me and you and it was sitting there and i was like connor will i just take this as like you know whatever is the first solo track and he's like yep go for it let's do that grand so i sent it off to john gibbons's label it's called blindsided they loved it and um, we got a girl called Jessica Hammond to re-record it because that way you can kind of jump through the loophole of sampling and all that jazz. And um, yeah, it went out finally. It was made a year before it actually went out, which is insane. Like, And it did really well in art. Like, I couldn't believe on such a small label called Blindside. It was their first track. Like, like yeah. So they felt like I'd say they struck gold. But John Gibbons assigned to a label called Good Soldier, which is like a sub-label of Warner. And they've got like Gavin James and the 1975 and Birdie and stuff. Huh. And they saw how well me and you did in Ireland. And they're going to actually re-release it now, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. That's so, so exciting. That's so, so exciting. Excited. Like got the contract there like yesterday. And I'm kind of like reading through and I'm like, this is mad. Because I already did so well in Ireland. And I was kind of like, it's just not really awkward though that like now I'm going to be like me and you is coming out again. And then they actually, the, the, such a fair point that was said to me was like, Ireland is like what four or five million people like the amount of people that you really want to hit with your stuff like that is like so small it's like look over the UK that's they're going to be the market with Good Soldier like and they're like 
you can totally go online and look like an idiot in front of some Irish people and go, and this is coming out again for the yeah, sake of maybe... forget get, about the first time. Yeah, just <laughs> can everyone just forget about that? Like, yeah. It's a trial run. So it's getting re-released, which is really That's cool. That's class. Yeah, so I can't wait. I'm really excited about that. Like, still no set date. I'm hoping now it's over the next two or three weeks, but we have the paperwork and all there. So I'm like, ooh, this is mad. I'm just really excited to hopefully hear Scott Mills say my name and get... Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> That's isn't the that everyone's dream to yeah. get Scott Mills to say your name? Like, like just... No, but isn't it actually, no, though? No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like... I'm not taking the piss. It yeah. is. I must <laughs> or Greg James he's the one who does anthems too I want to I want to hear a mess up Guilfoyle I think that that's going to be an issue for them I really what do, do. Oh. usually say well no I think when over here it's not too bad but they're going to get the new track from Marty Guilfoyle and they might not like it and might not play it but like John Gibbons gets his stuff played Good Soldier like they're really good with that sort of stuff and they're just going to look at Guilfoyle and it's going to be G-U-I-L-F-O-Y-L-E and it's gonna be, they're going to be looking at it going is that Guilfoyle or I just know Gilly they're going to get it Guilfoyle I think they're going to get it wrong Guilfoyle <laughs> Martin Solveig Wee wee Once once So yeah Superstar DJ Do you have any tips For very beginner <laughs> DJ Funila Jones I just spent 350 or on deck speakers and <laughs> Sorry Did you actually So, so if I, I really need to commit. I did the same yeah. thing When I was younger I, my, I got a loan to get a new car And I bought like I spent half it on a car You were like bye Half it on a car And uh, I got a Fiat Punto at the time And I got the, I spent the rest on a DJ equipment You can imagine my mum's face When I came up Yeah Marty nipping around in the Punto guys What did you buy? Fill me in I got I got it. It's like a Pioneer deck I don't know It's a Pioneer controller A Brazilian man In Spencer Dock A Brazilian guy in Spencer Dock who uh, my friend went and picked them up for me and because um, my friend ha- uh, has a slatin fever now a fever FM and he they posted in their Facebook group and your man was like oh yeah um, I re- like I just I realised I preferred like going to the nights and like listening to the music as opposed to playing it and your man was like alright <laughs> no way all the stuff is like nearly brand new I'll send you exactly what it is after because yeah. I don't remember off I resume it with Serato no, record oh. box. Oh, perfect. But I have used Serato before. I used Serato for my first gig in the Sound House. Your only so wait, gig. My only gig. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calm down. Because I saw, because you tagged me in your story. Yeah, I was we, like... Yeah. I, I wore a Marty Guilfoyle inspired shirt. You can't DJ yeah. unless you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> so, or something very patterned. That's um, the rule. Hold on. So does it take USBs? Yeah. You got it for 350 euro. Yeah. And speakers and headphones. You absolutely robbed him. Bargain hunter. I, I, Maybe they did. I, I don't need know to know the model. I need to know the model. You got yourself a Pioneer controller that takes USBs with speakers, the whole lot. Yeah. Uh, obviously works for Record Boss Pioneer. And then you're saying you spent three hundred fifty euros. Yeah. Which I technically yeah. still haven't paid yet because I don't have it, but Shane paid for me. Thanks, Shane, if yeah. you're listening. I will <laughs> pay you back. Amazing. Our best patron. Great. Um, Give me the tips. The How t- do I do it? The tips. My first gig didn't go that bad, though. So people say, so, all right read the crowds and play what you think they'd like okay which is fair the Love Island theme no I didn't <laughs> Did I couldn't, I couldn't Did download it but yeah. I will next you play time. Saturdays I couldn't play the Saturdays either the BPM was too high <laughs> you're already talking in the right language here yeah I what, know. What B- I know. What it was Saturday like Saturday song. What BPM was not it? Not giving up. If you tell me no, I'm not giving. No, if you tell me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like one two eight. And <laughs> I was trying. I was. <laughs> I was trying to stay around like one two six. Because okay, I, I was then like, then it wasn't too high. I, I, no but you know that you have to match the BPMs I couldn't it was too stressful okay yeah so the first thing is obviously yeah, the BPM has to be the exact same I wouldn't worry about mixing in key yet worry about that later on down okay. the line okay uh, the best thing you can do if anyone's listening right now and you want to hear a DJ is can you count to four yes 
One. Uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fuck. <laughs> so most, I'm going to say 98% songs that are produced are made in a way that they want them to be played. So they're done with a, with a certain structure. So when you ne- when you get a chance to listen to a song, any song at all, okay, uh, I want you to count to 64, okay? Uh, just This is your homework now, Fanu. Right. Like, <laughs> pass me the pen quick. Right, and you'll notice it. that there's a sudden change. Oh. You're, there's a sudden change. You write it. <laughs> there's a sudden change. I don't know change. what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. a sudden change after. Did you say count to 64 or count to 4? So count to 64. Count to 64. You can count to 32 first if you want and go from there. So <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4. That's how it works. <laughs> Carry on, carry on. This no, is very the, important. The reason why I'm saying that is, is that it's broken up into like four, eight, twelve, sixteen, yeah. thirty-two, yeah, yeah. and yeah. sixty-four. Okay, you'll just notice that there's subtle changes because that's when like a new part of the song starts. So, yeah. and that's when you need to like hit play on the song that you're bringing in. Okay. So, have you ever have you ever heard a version of a song and there's like an original mix and then there's a radio edit and the radio edit's shorter and the original mix got like a minute and a half of whatever going on at the start? That's to mix in. Okay. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you yeah. actually feeling... No, I get you, I get you. Oh, you do get yeah, me? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what you need to, to to learn when you're listening to music is, especially when it comes to house music, is that just learn when the exact point is of the song, when it starts the kind of new part to it. And that's when you're going to hit play on the song you're mixing in. And then that's when you can start having your fun. Okay. So a lot of people just hit play whenever and they're like, well, the beats are matched, so it'll be fine. It's like you kind of have to get the timing right. And that's yeah, all. yeah. You'll know what I mean when you listen to a song, you sit down, you start counting to four. I'm going home to one, two, three, four, and you go one, two, three, eight, and you keep on going the whole way through, and you notice that oh my god, yeah, there's little subtle changes at at this point in every song. You know, the best like I hate saying, go and go listen to Calvin Harris songs because he does. Oh yeah. I love Calvin. Is that's the, the best. Beginner? That's the best tip I can give you for now is to go listen to Calvin Harris, do your counts, and you'll notice that at each point there'll be a change, and then that's when you start to mix roughly with another song coming in because the timing we made in that song to suit the timing in every other song because there's a structure. Okay. And that's the best I can say to you right now. Without is that your controller there? By the way. No, that's no. Chance. <laughs> I was like, this is fine. I can do it. what I brought earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the geeky DJ Life stuff set. there for you. Yeah. How much do you charge for grinds? <laughs> How much do I have to pay for you now? Like? Um, is there anything you like won't play on a night out? Or do you, any, do you like, get blacklist? really annoying requests yeah. over oh, and over? Stop. In, play oh. Wonderwall. So last Thursday, yeah, it's I actually do have an edit of Wonderwall that I play <laughs> mixed with a banger by Merck and Cremont called Turn, um, Turn It Around. It just basically, everyone's singing Wonderwall. <laughs> And then out of nowhere, whack. <laughs> I love that. Like, you want to wonder what bitch is just I, EDM. Yeah, literally. Because what I say about my sets is, is that, like, even if you don't like the music, you'll be able to sing along. So that's the yeah. whole idea is, like, something that everyone will kind of like. You'll be able to sing along, but if you don't like the drop, well, then at least you got to sing along. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Uh, last Thursday, there was this, oh, this this girl. And, like, Opium's up on a big stage. And they're DJing away looking around. It's like, crowd's looking good. or having fun. And just a phone just appears up in front of me. She's on her tippy toes, and she's holding up a phone and it's like play petty biscuit and i was just like are you actually serious right now? <laughs> do you know the instagram song do you know did all the influencers put in their story all the influencers oh, no. put in their story when they're doing something that's real picturesque okay yeah how boring oh you know you definitely know it's, it can i play it now play it now actually yeah you do you definitely know it when you hear a breed oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna name so, someone there and i won't you're in the middle of a house music set it's a cool song like I think it's been ruined by the overuse of it but so she's like play Petty Biscuit and I'm like oh my Petty god biscuit. like whatever it's called whatever I don't know I was like no 
And I was like, no, I might play it at the end when everyone's gone. That's a classic line, <laughs> isn't it? You're just like, yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, I will. I'll play it, I'll play it now in a while. I, I'm such a bad liar, though, that I, I'll actually turn to somebody. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Like, because otherwise they're going to keep coming back to you. Like, they really yeah. are. Like, um, So I was like, oh, like, and, and then I, I was like looking through some of the tags. I was like, I wanted to kind of reshare some of the videos. People video of me to read whatever to reshare. And a message comes in from her. And it was like, play Petty Biscuit, you cowards, or at least a remix. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl is actually crazy. Like, I was like, I am being harassed. So I just remix replied, with, right I, I replied with laughing emojis. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> the fail thing. Because I hate competition. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah, lol. Yeah. I was Don't like, mess with me again. Like, not <laughs> playing this song. Like, not in the middle of my set. No. And then another one, again, 20 minutes later, she looked up at me and she was literally mouthing like, and like I do this like I have no problem doing this and this is not me being rude because if you did this in any other job like you would be thrown out of the mm. place and she was like play Petty Biscuit or I'm leaving I just pointed at the door like I was like go Bad then bitch. see you later like, like imagine I, sometimes I love turning to people alright and I'm like when they're shouting at you and they're like play Beyonce I'm like yeah give me a sec like I'm gonna make a nice letter for you uh, one girl in Waterford I'll never forget it was roaring at me shouting play Beyonce, I turned around to her and I was like, where do you work? And she was like, why? And I was like, I just want to know where you work. Like, she was like, oh, I work in a cafe. Like, I'm a barista. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, make a latte. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me and I just turned around. Like, I was just like, exactly. Imagine I walked into her cafe and I shouted at her. Yeah. <laughs> make a latte. I say you get some absolute melters. Have yeah, you seen like, anything I really ropey? What, oh, stop. Have I what? Your Instagram <laughs> stories are always so fun. No, they're usually pretty wholesome or people just dancing, giving it loads. Like, but I'd say you've seen some absolutely uh, ropey uh, stuff as well. Stop. Like, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one. Like, oh, God. Yeah, you. I have. Do, like, we, honest, do we even want to know? I don't even know where to start. Like, give me a county. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Pick. Wexford. Um, yeah, go on, Wexford. Wexford. Oh, you played in the stores down there. Uh, a couple of times uh, I've nothing really from Wexford oh Metropolis are you from Wexford? I'm from Gorey oh are you from Gorey? yeah ah no way Jesus the new motorway is great isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> fly down now fly down now an hour instead of an hour and a half <laughs> uh, Gorey I've never played in Gorey Metropolis and the stores in Wexford Town were the two I played in Metropolis was a funny one uh, I was like warned before going to Metropolis to be careful where is that? in Escorty? No. No, uh, Wexford, Wexford Town. Town is yeah. It? It's not there anymore. Metropolis okay. is such <laughs> a nice name for a nightclub. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, like, it deceptive, it probably. Was, it was very deceptive, yeah. I was like, everyone was like, yeah, no, at least you'll be up away from them, you'll be safe. And I was like, what the fuck? Is, <laughs> what away, do you mean? Away from them? Like, that's such a terrible way to refer to humans. <laughs> um, Wexford, actually, no, that's really sad you mentioned Wexford. I have no bad stories no, in Wexford. I used to play in Arklo. That was oh, yeah, my, fir my first residency was in Arklo in a club called Cube. Yeah. I uh, met Gaz from Geordie Shore and Cube when I was I was eight. DJing that night. Oh my Where god! Is? I did it with I did it with James as well, and I did it with Charlotte. And funny enough, no true story. Uh, back when Charlotte, I did the little tour with Charlotte around some of the clubs. Um, I honestly tried to shift her. <laughs> tried. Um, no, I failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, thought, that like, been a good I honestly story. thought we were getting along and stuff, and I was like, you know what? This can then apparently she had a fella at home or something. I don't know. Shoot like, your shot, like. 
Yeah, yeah it was you really... <laughs> what the, what's the worst I, you could say? I don't mind telling the story. We've, <laughs> no, all, no. We've, we've all been there. Like, <laughs> and that probably ties into why I'm working, because I just went for it. Like, <laughs> like, I actually went up to a guy in Alchemy. This isn't really related, Alchemy. but it kind of reminded oh, what a R.I.P. Alchemy. Bang in I place. I had some great nights working in Alchemy. Cracker. I really did, yeah. You used yeah. to get four Jagerbombs for a tenner. Yeah. Amazing. That anyway, was, your, really that was your night done. <laughs> I, I went up to a guy there trying to chat him up, and I was like, oh my God, you look like Calvin Harris. This is before Kane. Sorry, Kane. Who's, who's listening? <laughs> yeah, this is before my girlfriend like, too. This wasn't like Saturday. Um, and I went up to him and I was like, oh my God, you look like Calvin Harris thinking like I was like the slickest fucking ever. Calvin Harris, what, it, do you, he did get really good looking. He was always really good looking. Don't Calvin, be rude. Wait, Calvin Harris is a ride. Calvin Harris is a ride. Okay. Ooh, I bought no, my shoes. I always liked him. Okay. He was kind of nerdy. Anyway, that's really not relevant to the no, story. Okay, but anyway, sorry. I said this to him and um, he just played me. He was just like, I don't know why you're trying to talk to me. And I was like, bye. <laughs> I was like, That's a compliment though. If you, if you came up to a guy, if you, someone came up to me and said you'd look like That's, Calvin Harris, I'd I was be like, highly compliment. Like, do you know what I mean? How many Jaeger like, bombs yeah, you had good. for a tenner? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he should have said. But instead he was like, get away from me, weird Cork girl. <laughs> Any weird things from Cork? Oh, I've had some great nights in Cork. I actually had one of my best gigs ever in Cork. I supported Steve Aoki in the Opera House. <gasps> oh my God. Stop. Yes. That was exactly, I was like, so I got the call and it was like, this is years ago. And they were like, uh, okay, so running an event in Cork Opera House. And in my head, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> in my head, I was like, you were like, who, where who is, is this, this going to be? Yeah, where yeah. is this going? What do they want me to do? They probably want me to play classical music in the background or something. They just need somebody who can work the decks. And they were like, yeah, yeah. So uh, we want you to play with Steve Aoki. And I was like, yeah, well, I can be there. It's <laughs> like, what? Steve Aoki in the Opera House? And yeah, that bless was a the, bizarre venue. B- yeah. yeah, it was. But bless the staff. You know, you can imagine what they're used to. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> they all just volunteers, you know, like in the healer. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. Like, <laughs> like so can you imagine when myself and more importantly, Steve Aoki rock up for a night <laughs> with some of the local ones and cork out? It wouldn't be the usual clientele, we'll say, for the opera Definitely house. not. Stop. I'd say they didn't know what hit them. Bless them. Uh, actually, funny enough, I don't think there's been a future house slash EDM gig. Yeah, I was going to say, since, never came back. No. That night, but it was a really weird one to book the opera house. But I'm glad they did because I can say I played a Cork opera house. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was like uh, one of my best memories ever DJing is actually in Cork. Funny enough. Oh. Yeah. So happy. It really is. Did like... you ever play the calm? You'd never played the calm, I'd say. What's that? It's, uh, it's... East Cork's finest nightclub. It's Cove's nightclub. It's shit. Like Commodore. Oh really? It's the Commodore Hotel. Base Hunter played there before. No way. Yeah. That's probably the biggest was name. That I've what year though? I was put in the middle of nowhere in Cork what? one night though in Inchigila. Oh, I've never even heard of that place. Exactly, but like it was in the middle of nowhere, but they had a marquee set up which held 1,500 people and it was this massive event to the town and it was one of the the funnest games I've ever done in my life. Like when when I got to the town, I was looking and I was like, where, where do I plug in? Yeah. <laughs> like, Where's the electricity? I was like, oh my God, where is this? And then they were like, um, I got I checked into the hotel room and outside my window, there was like a tent. And I was like, oh, I bet you that's it. <laughs> like, it was like, there are 20 people and I'm having a point. I was like, oh, that's definitely it. I know it. I can't believe this is happening. This is going to be so weird. And then I got downstairs and I was like, where is the festival on? They're like, oh, 10 minutes down the road. And I was like, okay, well, at least there's a chance it could be something bigger than the tent with 12, 20 people. And I got there. It was this gigantic marquee. In Chigila, myself and Mark McKay played it. It was unbelievable. Class. And it's just this, it's this random little festival. Uh, funny enough, the headliner on the Sunday was Bog the Donkey. <laughs> well, that's Bog the Donkey. Why do I know that name? <laughs> Why do I know the name Bog the Donkey, but I don't <laughs> Is it know? Is an actual donkey? No, I no, don't. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think there would be animal welfare concerns about that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a donkey's fucking headlining a 1,500 people. Jesus. Yeah, when you play in Skila Festival, you can listen on your CV. It's like previously played as like Marty, Mark, Bog the donkey. <laughs> but on the Friday night, Derek Ryan was there. Lovely. So they had Derek Ryan the Friday, you know, he really went and gave everybody, you know, <laughs> myself and Mark McCabe were the Saturday. <laughs> no, sorry, did you hear her? What? She just goes, Oh, I thought he said Derek Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, What does he play? <laughs> no, Derek Ryan. I would <laughs> love I would love to see a deep Derek house Mooney, set from he, Derek Mooney. Is he and the at, the end just a, at the end he's just like Bye. He's a winning streak. He's like wild. He's one of my favourite sports broadcasters of all time. Did he yeah, I mean, it's the words? same guy. That's Derek no, Mooney. De- football you're... commentator. <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm thinking of Darren Maloney. Oh God, <laughs> Maloney. Yeah, Darren Maloney. No, Derek Mooney used to do the thing with the bird. Have I mixed Derek? <laughs> you, you very much have. I've mixed Derek Mooney up with well, Darren I'm Maloney. I think you. Derek Mooney used to host Winning Street before Sinead and Marty, and he used to be like, "Bye," and he used to come off the screen. <laughs> Oh God, sorry. Oh my God, Darren Maloney is what I was talking about. Sorry, yeah. I, but who? Sorry. They both work for RTE, so they're, <laughs> they're pretty much they're pretty much the same. Put it, put it for the Insta. No, for the Insta. Anyway, sorry. So Derek Ryan so was sorry. playing the Friday, and then we were the Saturday, and Bog the Donkey was a Sunday. So like, I've Lit. actually had a great, couple of great nights in Cork. Now that I think about it, wow, yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad my home county was nice to you. Whereabouts in Cork are you from? Cove. Okay, you're actually from Cove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been lucky enough to go to Cove yet. I'm gonna get on to someone in the calm and we'll get we'll get you booked. Oh, will you? Yeah. I know you're looking for work. So and I wonder who's gonna be supporting you that night. Yeah, <laughs> I will absolutely not be Derek allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Triple bill, Derek Mooney, <laughs> Fanula Jones, and Marty Gilfoyle. Stay tuned. Um, I I don't know if you've any more questions, Reid. I just want to ask, what's the best bit of advice you've been given as a DJ? And what's the advice you would give to anyone beyond the crash course you gave me in numbers? Be an annoying prick. Oh my God. Like annoy the balls off everyone who you think can help you. Because a lot of the time, like I get like I get so many demos every day to play in the show. And like sometimes I just don't get to listen to them. And if I get that email again the following week, I'll probably get to listen to it. And it's like the same thing with like contacting promoters and people in radio. Like if you think about it, like it's a job that, from the outset is so much fun like you want to do it you and you've tried it and you're like this is fun i want to do more so you can imagine how many other thousands of people want to do it as well like you know so you just want to be at the top of the list all the time and you're never being annoying you know you really aren't like because they probably didn't see your last email which is great because then they just get to read you know the fourth one <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean like so yeah being annoying prick the 100 percent is the best thing i could say like it's without, a lot about timing and those kind of things like you, timing, you just hit them it, at the right time it, timing can just be so good you, uh, that you just you need luck as well at the end of the day like uh, looking back like my my first proper residency was an envy nightclub i don't know if you remember it i know the name but it was on leeson street beside legs and um i was making mixes at home and stuff and i sent it in and the one mistake i felt i made was that i wasn't fully comfortable with doing it before i started a residency but i really wanted to get involved and the residency ended up helping me in the end like the amount of hours you spend in your bedroom like should be unlimited like you know and i mean it's so much fun even to this day people laugh at me like i my thursday my saturday night show is completely in the mix and with audio software and all these days i could make that mix on my computer if i want but i just have so much fun doing it 
while like actually doing it that I still do it live you know what I mean now it's not live on Saturday night but we spoke about that live to me in my heart so yeah if you really really enjoy it then just be so annoying you know if you, if you see a DJ that you want to support or something just ask them oh what's the worst thing you can say like like no like yeah. and then you just okay at least they know who you are then you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. i know it's so cliche saying persevere that's why i changed the p word to prick but <laughs> <laughs> just to try and make it sense because it's so cliche just work hard achieve your goals and everything will be great and i'm just don't like do drugs. it does it, don't do don't dr- do it doesn't work out all the time that's the problem so if you continue to be an annoying prick and you're you're ready to keep on going until you get what you want well then fucking do it <laughs> dead right dead right I just want to give a tiny shout out before we move on to our mini bandwagons uh, section 9 the DJ collective that oh, yeah. I previously did it with are performing again at the Soundhouse on the 29th of November I don't think the ticket link is live for that yet but just mark it in your calendars and my friends Shane and Niall are their new like duo Orag. And they have Orag hi um, they are doing <laughs> they have some slots on Fever FM and their next one is the 29th of September. If you want to tune in, they're very, very good. And they're also Arag on Instagram. Arag underscore DJ or something. Arag You'll find DJs. them anyway. They're very, very good. I really cannot recommend them enough. Breed. Good. Mini bandwagons. Hit me. They're really good, Fanula. They're should, really, really I good. I should hope so. Okay, I actually, one of them is a little bit old because it happened after last week's episode came out. Okay. But McFly are back. I'm what? really excited. Stop. Are McFly you excited? McFly are back, Marty. Oh All my God, your how did I miss true. this news? Oh my God. Well, what? Yeah, you know more information about this. So they're playing a gig. <laughs> they're, they're playing, they've just, they're just after selling out Wembley. They have a new album coming out called The Last Songs, which they basically had before they did the tour with Busted. But they, during the tour of Busted, they basically ended up hating each other. And they did were just they? like, that's when they went on a hiatus. They were like, our relationships were in such a bad place. They were like, we need to take a break. And then come back because they were like McFly or McFly McFly no McFly themselves they, they oh. were like they had three albums worth of tunes they obviously shelved them when McBuster came around and then the tour was like so ag- not aggressive but like it took its toll on them so much they were like right okay let's just leave it and come back to it so the last songs are coming I don't think we have a date for that yet but coming soon and there's a TV show to go along with it as well so. you actually sound like you're part of McFly right now like <laughs> I feel like the interview has just turned from myself and Breed into a member of McFly you know McFly so much about <laughs> you know so much of our McFly cars. I'm obsessed with them I but saw I, the Mac, Mac Busted you, you saw you, Mac Busted were no. you with me I, I think you went with Hannah I don't know why I didn't go uh, this, it is, was this is probably another argument that you class. had I know. it was class. class standard I had a ticket I don't know why you didn't go I don't either Anyway, they had bag, the probably. whole staging was just like I was definitely invited I, ticket, and I definitely <laughs> was too lazy to go Like, but the whole staging was just like trampolines she was yes, like they do all their like guitar things they were just jumping and like back flipping and it was class it was close. I missed because McFly played themselves. They played when it was the O2, but it was during my junior start home ec practical, so I couldn't go. No way. RIP. My girlfriend is a home ec teacher. Amazing. So know, you know her? I know her. <laughs> <laughs> Did she test me on my stir fry? Probably <laughs> so not. So that's why I, I, I understand the word practical. <laughs> that's so random of me. But I'm like, oh, you're home ec? Oh, you're practical. Oh, yes. Yay. I know Absolutely. all of those. Yeah. Okay. My next mini bandwagon is actually more serious. Please don't laugh at this. Oh. Um, a girl I know from home, her name is Emma Cal. She's written a book. Oh, um, sorry. You did tell me about oh that. Yeah. Yes. You read this book. She lives in Brazil. She lives in Brazil. Oh, my God. You know her? Yeah, she, she is fantastic. Me. She uh, messaged me. Um, asking me to have a, like, a look through everything and kind of give her a quote if I liked it. 
it's fantastic. Yeah. Like what she's doing is just so good. And she actually did her first radio interview there. On Beat. On Beat, yeah. yeah. I used to work for Beat. So she messed me when I was I'm with Orla. And I was like, oh, Orla. Because like, I worked for Beat like three, four years ago. And Orla was from Gory as well. She's from Gory as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I heard Emma and I was like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah, so basically <laughs> Emma is a teacher. She's worked all around the world for the last few years and she's been qualified. And she kind of noticed the same um, triggers popping up in young kids that they just weren't able to cope with their own emotions so she's written a book um, and it's all about like helping children identify when they're like angry sad annoyed and it's like it's really cute book it's available on Amazon it's called Under the Mask and her name is Emma Cowell and it's supposed to be really the good the illustrations I, are great as well like. I'm going to read that I need that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing that that sounds right up my street yeah. right and finally Rich finally this is probably an old one as well, but I've only discovered this in the last week. <laughs> I love, so it's I my bandwagon. I love our timely coverage of events. <laughs> Nothing no, much happened in the news this week. Westlife are back again. I know, they're rain parking. Never mind. Anyway. I'm, gonna go. I'm very excited. Go on anyway. Have you seen the Instagram account called Irish Celebs Doing Things? No. Yes. Oh my God, Marty, you need to follow Marty, are you on it? I know. I used to, <laughs> I used to work with Amy O'Connor who runs Amy, the account. She's yeah. an extremely talented journalist, writer, general funny person. Follow her on Twitter as well. She's Amy O'Connor on Twitter. But the it's Instagram so is funny. Irish celebs doing things. Yeah, Tell so us more about like it. It's Irish celebrities back from like the, like from back in the day, like the early 2000s and the, like it's Ronan Keaton. I saw one today. It was like Ronan Keaton had a quote and it was like, I always wished I could have had duetted with Frank Sinatra. And it's just like out of context. It's so funny. And there's other ones that like, like celebs posing in Crow Park, like that aren't, like you wouldn't even recognize them anymore. I'm not doing it justice. They but always it's do those so really, funny. Um, those really cringy. Do you remember those really like naughty photo calls that they used yeah. to do? They're so funny. I'm just going to bring it up I, and lads, see. I did one once. <laughs> I know I can admit this now it was a time in my, in my career when I was like I need to get out there more and I did one with uh, oh my god what was the Irish model's name at the time I can't remember her name she's mm. probably on this page I was holding her <laughs> Natty Ford uh, wasn't Nadia Georgia Ford George Sal- Salpa wasn't George Salpa either no I can't remember her name but I was basically holding her in my arms and we were both in our underwear <laughs> that was the thing it was so always like listening back. Oh, it was always was like just, oh. early noughties it was always like the Irish models and yeah. like they were not allowed to wear clothes it no. didn't matter what they were advertising no. they, no. they had me in the I was, was just ca- that- they had me casually in a bar in Maynooth in my swimwear like <laughs> Like what? And you then didn't I didn't even question it. I didn't at the time. Like I was twenty and eager, you know, the kind of way. I was like, yeah, this will help me get out there. And, oh, and but look at you now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I blame that. <laughs> oh my but god. Yeah, I would recommend this Instagram for a yeah. laugh. I just if had a just quick wanna... browse there. It's so funny. It is yeah, just yeah. like yeah. for a little throwback. Keep an eye out. My already might be on in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. No. you never know. We're going to find that photo. <laughs> if that photo comes off, it. Up. No. Oh my god. Amy no. O'Connor, get in touch. Thanks so much for that, Breed. And let us now extend the thanks to Marty uh, for joining us. Thanks for having us. me, guys. Thank we you had so much. a very fun hour I learning. Off, yeah. so I said it to Breed. I said like, I was starstruck when I saw Fanula in person because I'm so used to seeing you online. I say this oh, when you see when you're I so never u- believe people when they say that. But when you're so used to seeing somebody, it's so you're funny how because you know me. The funny thing about Fanula is, all right, Fanula like. Like you slagged influencers and now you are one. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that not really awkward? I'm getting into dangerous territory. I was in a heap though. Like, like I was when I first your video of the uh, going to bed. I couldn't. <laughs> 
couldn't deal because I was like, that's me. No, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I was like, that's oh my so God, act- you have the same pink dressing gown? No way. <laughs> no. So yeah, I had to get that out there. I was like, oh my God. I was like, they want me to be on their podcast. So this is it's amazing. Weird. Obviously, I was like trying to play cool. I was like, yeah, I think I'm free that time. I was like, oh my God, I'm so free. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we're ringing, canceling work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pre-recorded. I'm the, sick. <laughs> the, the news is actually on for an hour. It's <laughs> just a loop, like just yeah. the same news. Brexit is still happening. <laughs> More because um, we have it. Where can people find you? If yeah, they want to know more about Plug whatever you need to plug. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke, he's, by the way. He's not joking. He he's probably will joking. be there. Yeah, I uh, just at Marty Gilfoyle everywhere. Um, and if you happen to find any images on Google, just don't really share them with your family no. or friends. Like, thanks. <laughs> and do you have a new tune out as well at the minute, the I Little do. Hours? I have a remix with Little Hours at the moment. That's it. Cracker. Sony. Oh, thank you so it's much. Very, very it was good. good fun working with him because um, he's so talented. And uh, the use of strings and stuff in the song, I was like, oh, this is so different like to be used in a house music track. We kept a lot of the original sounds in the remix as well but yeah it seems to be going down well like it's kind of sitting at 12 in the Shazam chart now and kind of hoping that it climbs because the Shazam one is a big one for me because to me you're not going to compete with the Biebers and the Swifts and stuff when you're on iTunes because like if it happened one time Taylor Swift released White Noise by accident did you hear about this? No. no. Four seconds of white noise went straight to number one, like because Stop. people just bought it. Like <laughs> it was literally four seconds of white noise, like so. So yeah, you're not going to compete with them on the iTunes charts because they're always going to get the sales. But when it comes to Shazam, it's nice to know that if you can, like me and you, went to number one in Shazam in Ireland, which to me was just insane because you had all the big dogs in the radio as well, but enough people took out their phone to find out the name of the song to get it to number yeah. one. So I was like, that's why I just love the Shazam chart because people are like what is this you know and yeah. they, they like it before they even know who it's by which to me is like a big one when you're not Justin Bieber <laughs> yeah, fair. get your phones out girlies Shazam yes. that shit <laughs> Shazam it Marty um, thank you so much no thank you it guys for having me I appreciate it pleasure we have been bandwagons yeah, I have been Fanula. find us on all social media and our Patreon and everything is up there I don't want to talk about it anymore yeah. <laughs> we're done um, <laughs> bye bye guys Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.